<laughs> Same thing with Drew Barrymore. Cut and dry. Don't like her. Ah, uh, no, that's. Easy. What she might kill me. I don't guilt, know. A guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or a guest love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And today. It's sick. It's radical. We're shredding, inline skating, doing 540s while as, as we roll into Brink. I'm James Fight, the grumpy one. Uh, uh, the one playing with a dog on camera right now is our ex uh, 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 chief. Our ex ex um, what's the first one? I can't. I, my brain's broken. Um, Executive. First off, I, I've, James, I, I, I want was... you to do something. To, I want you to do something. Uh, I want you to. I want you to what? forgive what? yourself. <sighs> forgive yourself, James. Kenny Madison, executive chief archivist and general wellness coach for Herbalife. <laughs> for Herbalife. If anyone is interested in talking about Herbalife, oh, please we're contact get me. So sued. Oh <laughs> boy. Uh, oh, screw that. Oh, speaking of getting sued, uh, hear this news. The other Guilty Treasures podcast has not put out an episode since October. Whoa. There was another Guilty Treasures out. podcast? That's, That's why, why we changed our name. Change our name in the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. Well, it's fine because, I mean, I feel like this podcast has just become bigger and better. So, yeah. We've... I mean, they got one of the, one of the, Oh shoot! The my brother and my brother and me brothers. Yeah, we can get them too. Okay. Uh, uh, next to Kenny is the horse lord, the lioness, the one, the only. Olivia Slapinswadas, also the co-host of The Bachelorette. Uh, well, shame watch TV, but The Bachelorette Hold season on. two. Wait, what? Your your Patreon <laughs> feed has gotten so popular. You've got the co-host spot on Bachelorette. Yeah, I didn't know, you know? Really. I know I'm actually, so I'm actually I'm actually gonna quit being a co-host and try out for The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart season two if they decide go. to bring that back. Uh no, but not, but but really though. Y'all, it's getting really, really good. I mean, we are like getting so close to this finale. Like who is Taisha gonna pick? You know, find out, tune in every week. We always have a guest, and yeah, it's gonna be good. My vote's Rocky. Next, we have uh, uh, the best hugger in the biz, uh, or also the best editor, the one, the only. Not just a editor, James, a soul editor. Hey, uh, Aaron Salinas, do it for the love. Uh, just doing it for the love, man. Uh, Aaron Salinas, uh, yeah, just happy to be here. Leo is so cute. You know, Keith is. He's such a cute Leo is the cutest little pup. Is he, is he our podcast pup? Yep. Yeah, we're stealing him from Heidi. He's got a lot of toys. It looks like. Oh yeah. I just want to pet him. Oh, and in podcast announcement, we signed up for uh, ads on Podbean. So you might have heard an ad before this. Who knows? This is sponsored by Airbon. Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna get so sued. Those MLMs are vicious. They will take us down. Thank you for the toy. Thank you for the toy. They will people. take us down. Anyway, we watched Brink <laughs> that uh, since it's D Comber. Uh, and I who is that? didn't realize yeah, who this is was uh, made in the late 90s until I watched it again and looked at that sweet, sweet late 90s vibe. Uh, we open up with a ska song. That just yeah. told me everything I needed to know. Also, more importantly, there's a Power Ranger in this movie. Walter yes. Jones is in this movie. Oh yeah, as soon as I saw Walter Jones and then having him relegated as Zach. He's a the black, black character Ranger. that barely says anything. I was so mad. He should have been the lead. Walter Jones Walter Jones had just come off of Power Rangers at this point. It was about like three years after he went off Power Rangers. But he should have been the damn lead because he was awesome as Zach and he was awesome in this movie he should be the lead walter jones i'm here for you uh, let's hang out please come on the pod come on, on the pod, pod. i got i, I got w- a date with ricky ullman because of this podcast <laughs> it's true uh fact just like herbal life saved my life uh 
If, Herbalife if, sounds expensive. It probably Surely is. someone like me can't have it. Uh, for the low payment of $10.99 a month, it can all be yours. Uh, but uh, if we get a Power Ranger on this show, I will die of happiness because that would be amazing if Olivia, we get you, a Power Ranger Can on. you reach out real quick? Can you just reach out on one of our accounts? Oh, I thought you meant reach out, like physically reach out. That's what I was like. <laughs> that physically too. Reach out. <laughs> Listen, um, I'll reach out. My my mom will freak out if we get Jason David Frank, who plays Tommy, uh, on the pod. As will I. But um, yeah, that'd be nuts. So if we got Tommy on the pod, or Jason, or Billy, or Kimberly, or Zach, just send me a list, James, and I'll all right. Pick him up. I, Easy. I did get. I get to uh, got to meet Lord Zed one time. What? Yeah, he was. He's a very tiny man. He is I the only thing I can like describe him is if I felt like if I were to hug him, he would have just like slowly morphed into me. Like he's just like so small. Uh, uh, okay, well like, he can't morph. Him. He's Lord Zed. He doesn't he's not part of the morphing but grid. He he uh he he said the thing. He said Rangers. I was like, Oh Hell <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah, yeah it that's was, awesome. It was a real cool experience. But yeah, he's a real he's a he was a cool guy. I met him at a local convention. I, I have a picture of the blue Power Ranger and signed by the the original the Red blue Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> yeah. When is, <laughs> Just your, when, is your, when is your birthday, James? October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. What? We already passed your birthday? Yeah. Yeah, two months ago. We had a whole thing oh. about it. We did? Yeah. Yeah. We did oh. Shrek the Musical? Yeah, that sounds right. Although you hated that movie. Well, okay, listen. It should bring a prequel that led up to him going into the bathroom that then leads into the first scene of the original Shrek movie. Then it would have been fine. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But this movie... This movie's great. I love this movie. I used to watch this all the time on Disney Channel. And it. I think it taught me great lessons. Like communication. And uh, your job doesn't define you. And friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but, uh, it, yeah, this this joke. I mean, this this movie's kind of strange because you know how I've brought up that any film between ninety eight and two thousand one doesn't really have an identity. Yeah, this movie does. This movie oh, yeah. knows exactly what it is, knows exactly who it's for, mm-hmm. and not to make this a race thing. This might be the whitest thing about me because I really love this movie. It's a very yeah. white movie. It's a very yeah, I've got a nitpick about this movie. movie, Aaron. I think you know. I think you know which which exchange I'm talking about. Yeah, Zach doesn't have enough lines. Agreed. Well, yeah, Walter Jones. Would, yeah, and there was some xenophobia, and we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, oh, there's there's misogyny in this movie too. Oh no, yeah. All over the place. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I mean. But yeah. the stunts in this movie, like the tricks in this movie, are like so dope. Oh, it's so cool. badass. So visually, not appealing. enough flips. Yeah, flips are hard. Yeah. I think they're going more for like realism in inline skating because this was during the time that like people were trying to make inline skating super cool. Because remember that time period when people were like really into it? Because I was do. almost like the gang wars of. <laughs> It, it was like who are of you, extreme a skateboarder sports? or yeah, a skateboarder or BMX or, or an inline yeah, an inline skater. And oh, the yeah. BMXs were kind of just like off to the side. It was yeah. like who are, scooters, who are you with? Like scooters, I feel like were also short lived, but they were also a thing. They came, yeah. they came in like early aughts. I okay. want to say yeah. like two thousand three. I forgot what was it the it's something. It was like extreme scooter or something like that. The silver one with the red wheels. Yeah, and then, like, people would, like, when they would, I'm not using the terminology correctly, but when they would get air, and, like, it, the bottom, like, where the, like, they would stand, like, would spin or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that was cool. Yeah. Now they've become adults, and, and they're lime scooters. The, those extreme scooters have gotten corporate jobs and are now <laughs> lime and bird scooters. They're sellouts, man. Yeah, and the, the segue. Yeah. Oh, goes, yeah. That goes, like, point five miles an hour uh speaking of segues i think it's time to do the context Context. that was good (laughs) look i'm i'm always looking for a a great way to segue and what better way to do a segue than by bringing up segues 
lot of segue talk just in that last 20 seconds. Uh, <laughs> what we like to do, in case you're starting off with our Brink episode, which probably will be storming up the iTunes hey, chart. Brink is great, all right? People Hello. love Brink. James, calm down. This is a podcast of positivity. Yeah. Am I ashamed to you? They're on the brink of excitement for this episode. There, there it is. is. Olivia gets it. Uh, so one of the things that we like to do is provide a little bit of context about why uh, someone that likes this movie might feel a little bit of shame regarding their pick. In the review uh, from Brian Webster, published April 23rd, 2001, found on the website uh, web.archive.org slash web slash 2002 slash HTTP colon slash slash www.apologuide.com slash move underscore full rev dot ASP question CID equals 3070 ampersand specific equals 920. That's also, the title, Brink- of my, uh, that's also the title of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sweet. <laughs> Pro- proceed, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we're like a, uh, not like other podcasts. Unlike other podcasts, we actually like to have fun. We like to have uh, fun here. Yeah, it's like it's like you're just sitting into a conversation with friends. Leo, the bad time, bad time to be right here, bud. Here we go. Oh, let's read. God, let's read so the review cute. together, baby. Let's read the review. Andy Brink Brinker, Eric Von Detten, considers inline skating to be both a sport and a lifestyle. He's a soul skater. An inline skater who does it purely for the love of skating, unlike sponsored skaters who are in it for the money. And he's got a great bunch of friends who share the teen lifestyle with him. But life gets complicated when family financial pressures force Brink to consider skating with the obnoxious Val Horrigan, played by Sam Horrigan, and his gang of pros. Brink is a standard-issue wholesome teen conflict movie with a likable protagonist and some pretty impressive inline skating action, but not a shred of anything original other than inline skating as the teen activity of choice to offer. Brink is the good guy, and while he slips up here and there, he's always well-intentioned and naturally ends up doing the right thing. No peccadillos here. Peccadillos? Peccadillo? Peccadillo? Aaron, what does that mean? I, I, I think it's a pack of armadillos, which I did not see any in the film, so I'm going with that. Certainly. Uh, The wheels were rolling, not the animals. On the other hand, Val is inherently evil, doing something awful at every opportunity and never showing even a hint of decency. He even wears black most of the time, along with a yellow jersey. Most teens who sit down to watch Brink will have seen the same stuff many times before, even if it was skateboarding, cycling, dancing, or some other shared activity that serves as the focus rather than inline skating. The storyline is utterly predictable, and the skating scenes simply can't make up for it. Von Detten, who played Wally in the 1997 remake of Leave It to Beaver, has not... Leo, stop chewing on my headphones, bud. Leo, you can't chew on my headphones, bud. Has enough energy and charisma to pull off the lead role acceptably. But most of the others have no chance to stand out given the mundane script with this predictable turn turns of events. You did so good, Leo. Mm. All right, first, I just want to put out there in the open i think we all saw it brink and val like definitely have like sexual chemistry right absolutely oh oh yeah i'm glad you like it, that. it was palpable what yeah you oh. can tell that val like wanted to bone him oh they want yeah. to bone hard <laughs> oh it was it it, it, it it was definitely uh you just wait until we turn around in the corner and no one's around, and it's gonna be that broke back mountain scene when mm-hmm. Heath Ledger he just like storms it, yeah. him and just uh-huh. slams him against the wall. It was gonna happen. It was definitely there, and 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 Brink would have been like, right on. Finally, you made the first move. Yeah, because that's really what it is. Like they're just scared. They're both scared to make mm-hmm. the first move because they don't want to. It's the late nineties. Uh, that's uh, they're that skaters. Not viewed. Uh, There's they're daddy skaters. issues in this in this film. There's Cue the daddy, big daddy issues, issues singer. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Kenny. Would this give a new meaning to grinding the rim? 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they were the original grinder. Hey. Oh. No, I'm serious. They had a thing. Like, I it was there. didn't know that. I felt it. You didn't see that, Kenny? Do, do you think there's no. some Brink fan fiction out there? Oh, there's gotta be, right? <laughs> there's gotta be. Listeners, if you um, On it. have like co- <laughs> co-written or written um, some Brink fan fiction, like, d- DM Send it our way. Yeah, we yeah. will. That's... I, I I will say, um, only problem I always had with Brink is he is definitely a Dollar General Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. That's like, the point, though. I will say, the very this is the second thing I watched on Disney Plus when Disney Plus originally came out. Nice. First thing was the first episode of X-Men, the animated series. Obviously. And then was like, I wonder if they put Brink on here. And when I was there, I was like, it's an hour and a half. I'll watch it. It's like, a perfect movie. It is a perfect movie. Yeah, it is. By our definition, it is a perfect movie because it is an hour and a half. We'll take it. Uh, Any luck, Kenny? uh, Well, I have found some. uh, (laughs) Read it. Read it. I found some Pete Buttigieg (laughs) slash fiction. (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) Wait. I did not think I was going to find that today. <laughs> uh, no luck on Brink fan fiction. Or slash it definitely. Fiction. Not just you, know, definitely. you know what? We need to go on Tumblr after dark. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. 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 that's, that's where, where that is. lives. 100%. <laughs> Some horny te- tween was just like, I want these two boys Disney to core. make out. Yeah, I mean, they might core, not yeah. be allowed to write <laughs> Brink slash fic because they're all under 18. That doesn't stop people from writing, Kenny. No, like when they're older, though. Like, yeah, you know, like ten-year uh, reunion. Exactly. Oh yeah, when it's like Brink um, two thousand eight. Yeah, Brink comes into town on like a championship tour, and Val is like still working at the pier in Venice, but like at some shop, and he hears of you know Brink being in town. I don't know. That just. Am I writing Brink? I think so. Right yeah, no, I'm We're into it. Somewhere. Keep going. Keep going. Olivia's like, there's a soft sunset, and Val just <laughs> happens to make eye contact. <laughs> I, I, I think like even more so than writing it. I mean, I'm, I'm like, am I also composing the score? Because I'm also thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I will say, I imagined all human villains to look like Val at a very yeah. early age. I was like, oh, that's a bad person. Yeah, but well, he's also, got gorgeous hair. The, true, dude. This is such a Californian movie. It is. Oh, it makes me miss living in LA too, because I would pass <laughs> by Venice Beach all the time, and that's mm-hmm. where all the skating is. It's uh, just made me. I want to go to the beach so bad. Just looking Straight at up, looking at all the decoms I watched, and really just all the media I watched, I have no idea how I didn't end up in LA. Because so much of that stuff yeah. happens in L.A. or somewhere in California. And I don't know. It's weird. I, I Needless to say, I had very uh, unrealistic expectations of high school by the time I got there. Oh, yeah. Because I, I imagined a lot of my meals being interrupted by inline skaters. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought there'd be a cool race in the middle of the day. Yep. I, too, have thrown a chocolate shake at somebody that I despise. <laughs> but... That was not a chocolate shake. As someone that had to, that made a feature film in between high school and college, and that one of the main plot points was them getting chocolate shakes thrown at them, it's outrageously difficult to get a chocolate shake to read on film. It's not a chocolate <laughs> shake. What is it? What is it typically? It's pudding? not a is chocolate shake. But what what do y'all use? Like, what is it? What is it composed shake. of? I don't know. <laughs> speaking of chocolate, passive? though, speaking of chocolate, though, like the first, like the first few scenes of this movie are literally of Brink like taking chocolate syrup and like pouring oh, yeah, it just... into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, straight to the dome, chocolate syrup. It from from the fridge too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's late. <laughs> the... He's he's got places to be. And, and we can say this movie didn't age well. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> it was a late 90s movie. 
bunch of mostly white people doing white things. And yeah. and there's xenophobia and and misogyny and yeah, doing white things and anti-religious things like it was. Or mm-hmm. they mocked religion and it, it was yeah it the was Mormon a strange bit. time yeah I I I had to rewind it because I didn't hear it the first time around I was like did she say we're not Mormon or something mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to rewind that yeah I that, I was like that's a weird offhand thing uh. Okay. Also, I mean, the whole thing of just like, oh, I'm the dad. I don't approve of your hobby. It's like, why? Why not? Listen, daddy issues. Listen, Uh he is. Brink is so good at inline skating that I mean, this movie plays so differently in 2020. Quite honestly, I haven't been listening to the conversation because I've been looking for Brink's uh, slash fiction. Sure. Uh, for a little bit, so please apologize if you covered any of this. Uh, but the fact that there is someone out there that is willing to pay this kid two hundred dollars a week for inline skating uh, in the nineties—that's a lot of money in the nineties. In the nineties, a lot of money now. Yeah. With with a company that is going to go to what Brink describes as the biggest international inline skating competition in the world, and the dad is just like no. As opposed yeah. to, I think any parents in 2020 would be like, please, dear God, yes. <laughs> we need to pay this mortgage. Please do Holy it. Holy shit. Please. God. I mean, that was a huge thing I saw was just like, oh, they're giving him shit because he wants to make money at the thing he likes? Like, oh, uh, no, that's that's like the whole theme of our generation. I mean, I mean, yeah, the 90s was all about making sure that you don't sell out. And then uh now we're just like we find any way that you can to pay the bills do whatever it takes as a musician i can say i don't get paid i just get in money i get paid in drink tickets so (laughs) and exposure that too that too um listen to last week's episode of pixel perfect for more on that um but i mean kenny i think what you're what you mean to say is that yeah this movie skates by some of the the deeper issues of um i just really wanted to say skates on by (laughs) i've only been able to find one story is there fan fiction yes there's only one that's vaguely erotic what Ooh. read it and even that it's barely it's barely erotic it's all about tone Mm, and it's very it's very short it's about it's all about their toes it's no it's not about their tone toes. tone oh. baby tone that's what sells it yeah oh yeah mm. oh yeah uh would would you D-com like decom got weird <laughs> what sure decumber got weird <laughs> well first off you shouldn't say de decumber instead of decomber I, I and now i'm all thinking about it is just come yeah, <laughs> turn into the cum boys now. The sea boy. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Let's hear it, Kenny. Okay. Uh, this is Brink, Chapter One. But read it like sexy. Oh, uh, baby. That's all Kenny knows. Yeah. That's true. That's true. true. I go from six to midnight in an instant. <laughs> the first time I went to the pit was on my fourteenth birthday. Oh hell yeah. I, I had begged my father to let me go, to let me show the skills I had worked so hard to build over the last eight years. I would always pass it on the way home from school, always envying the skaters gliding over such smooth pavement. I was used to the rocky streets and uneven pavements, and I loved it. I liked the jolts in my feet going over the bumps in the road and the comfort and safety of being close to home. But recently, they began to feel limiting. I'd gotten around, I've gotten about as good as I could get sticking to the streets, always so close to the ground that falls felt like nothing. I wanted a challenge to prove to myself that I could advance, but my dad felt differently. He didn't want me getting involved with the kids at the skate park. If I fell hard enough, I could get seriously hurt, but I didn't care. I had wanted it for so long, and I didn't want to wait any longer. So when my dad finally granted my request as a birthday gift, I couldn't refuse. I packed my skates and gear and headed off to the park. As long as I was home by dark, my father was fine with it. 
I surveyed the park, looking for something that was manageable, but would also provide a little more excitement than my daily trips to school. My eye finally caught at a ramp about seven feet high. The long buildup would give me time to prepare, but the steep incline would help jazz things up a bit. I skated over to the ramp. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was excited. I sprinted towards it before straightening my skates. I hit it from the side, going up a few feet before tilting back down. It was exhilarating. I decided to try it again, going a little higher this time. I hit it faster than the first time, and on the downhill, my feet started to cross. Panic filled my mind. I couldn't stop. My skates hit the pavement hard. A sharp skidding sound filled my ears. My legs twisted beneath me. I had fallen so many times, but this was new. For a few moments, I lay there stunned when I heard a voice. Hey, man. You okay? The speaker sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place his voice. I opened my eyes to see a tall figure standing over me. His dark hair went down to his shoulders and covered his face as he reached out to help me. I came to my senses and took his hand. You should probably go sit down. Seems like the ground really worked to you. We have biology together, right? What's your name? He asked, leading me to a bench on the other side of the park. I knew he sounded familiar. School started two weeks ago, and I was still matching names and faces. My name's Andy, I respond. Andy Brinker. Cool name. Mine's Val. I didn't know you skated here. It's my first time. I usually stick to the streets, but I thought I'd try something new for a change. Doesn't seem to be going so well, though. That's okay, he responded. To be honest, I wasn't all that great when I started out here, but now I'm like the king. We all start somewhere. To be continued. Oh, man, that's steamy. Oh. Well, these shorts are ruined. Yes, I hear you. Here's here's an issue with the film that I have, and perhaps Aaron shared similar sentiments. Because I don't know if you know this, but we are the representatives of the big boy population on the podcast. Hey mm-hmm. uh, I would say that we are a smaller population, but our girth suggests that we are a bigger part of the population. Uh, anyways, is anyone just kind of offended that the fat one's name is Jordy? Aaron knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'll, I'll like, be honest, that skips past me. Yeah, because you probably have healthy blood pressure. Yeah, there, there's what are their names? Brink, there's Gabriella, there Peter, Peter, and then the fat one's name is Jordy. And by the way, fat by late '90s standards. Yeah, no, he is still quite. He's still pretty darn thin. Yeah, uh, but you can tell that he is definitely the fat one. He knows the difference between tablespoons and teaspoons in cooking class. Yeah, and who's the one that helps clarify what they're cooking? Jordy, the fatty. I I thought it was just the simple one. Those but go they, hand in hand in cinema. Very much so. Yes. All right. One thousand percent. Uh, God bless you for yes, your, your progressive tendencies, James. But. I don't thank you, but I think I was just more unaware than anything. Well, God bless you. Yeah, yeah no, the fat one's name a normal is just name. Jordan. Yeah, he could have been Peter. But yeah, then if they're both it, white guys. They're interchangeable, honestly. But, but I, <laughs> I'm sure that if his name was Peter, they'd attach some sort of pronunciation with it every time he did something embarrassing. Like, Peter! Like, they would just turn that into a fat person name. Yeah, or, or just shorten it. Just be like Petey or Pete. Like, and it's yep. just, the, you call him Stinky Pete or something. Yeah. These are struggles, man. Yeah. It's a thing. You can't have a, you can't have a quote-unquote normal name for your fat, schlubby character. And, and they also give him like a stoner vibe, too. Very much so. Uh, and if you're wondering if I had to self-medicate afterwards, just kind of deal with that trauma, you're correct. I ordered a 10-piece bucket of chicken. Uh, uh, ooh, from where? That. I w- that was a bit. I don't oh, because I'm, really, I'm really hungry right now. Sounds no. good. Okay, quick sidebar. We never went to Kingsville yeah. to get that chicken. Because we originally met our fifty dollars goal COVID. on Patreon. Yeah, COVID happened. So, 
Yeah, the COVID. Well, we were supposed to go before. Aaron was oh, busy. Yeah, we were supposed Aaron, to go. In Aaron March. was busy. He was being a good boy, mm-hmm. and, and all of happened. us were also being good boys and going. Well, we understand. We'll just do it next week. Hey, and yeah, girl. and yeah, girl. Kenny. She's like a figure of speech. Oh, oh dialogue from the movie. But yeah, don't worry. The the chicken, not to be the fat guy of the group, but we are will still go get chicken. <laughs> I'm excited for it. <laughs> but it is is still open. And I mean, I'll show you Bowling Green, Ohio, the two hill town, Bowling Green, Ohio. Well, once COVID, I'm excited over. for that too. What are you chomping? And then we'll go get some really good pizza, and uh, the next day we'll go get some really great cheese, like cheese uh, stuff. No, I I just want to go to Dairy Queen. It's not the same now. I told you. It's not the well, same. Still, new owners. Sounds like they wanna... DQ'd something different. There you go. People so, are still <laughs> upset about it. Speaking of speaking of DQ, like I thought that Val was going to get disqualified. I mean, they, at the they end ran him out of town. Championship because of what he no, did. It, it, he got to brink by like he he got a. A white guy, hey, you did something bad. Come okay. back when you you done good type of treatment. They didn't they didn't run him out of town. I think it would have been more impactful if he did win and they were like, No, you didn't win shit. And then they yeah. gave Andy the trophy. I think that would have been a more impactful I thought that's uh, where victory. it was going, even though Andy straight up just took a shortcut, which again, like going back to yeah. like white privilege, like you can't just take a shortcut. He <laughs> like, blatantly cheated. Stage. Yeah. So like they kind of evened out, I guess. I don't know. White people are dumb, and we suck. Yeah, because even the ES, which I think it was an ESPN vest the guy was wearing, which I don't know if Disney owned ESPN at this point. They just had it in the background. I believe but, that they had just purchased. Yeah. What? I I believe that they had just purchased ABC and ESPN. Like oh. In in ninety eight, if I remember my audiobook of Disney War correctly. Oh, cool. okay, so that makes sense. But like, like I really because they even said, "Did you get it?" Yeah, I got all of it. So that would have made more sense that they play the footage back, and they're like, "Oh, Val, you're an asshole. You don't get to keep this." Well, it, that's not how Disney Channel movies end. It, it it makes me wonder, like maybe that was in the original script, and maybe they had to reshoot the ending because it didn't test well or something. Because like <laughs> they definitely set that up with that moment. Or they only maybe. have uh, they only had enough footage for one take, and only enough ribbon for one take, and Andy just ended up winning. So yeah. they're like, oh <laughs> fuck it, we'll just go with it. We'll just- <laughs> Looks like Andy Brink has a guardian. So, have, are we all? This isn't our first go. Kenny, was this your first Pixel go around with this episode. one? <laughs> Reference. No, I think this is one of the few uh, decoms that I actually watched: Brink and Luck of the Irish and Xenon and Halloween Town Two just... Calabar's Revenge. No, no. <laughs> Oh, you don't remember Calabar's Revenge? Oh, I remember the title because I think it's silly <laughs> as heck. It's a great uh, name. Calabar's Revenge. That means nothing. It means uh, everything. Calabar's back and he's... Oh, hell yeah, all right. there is. On it. There's got to be some Halloween Town fanfic. Here we go. So, James, you said you'd see... This is your one of your go-tos. <laughs> Olivia, had you, you you'd seen this before, yeah? I had, but it had been a long time. Like I, like so long that I forgot that Eric oh, wow. like the '90s heartthrob of his time, was like the star of this movie. You know, like I just, like I kind of just forgot because, like I, mm-hmm. for me, like I really started watching DCOMs kind of like in early aughts. So mm-hmm. my the the movies I watched were like the Cheetah Girls, um, you know, one through three, Camp Rock. High School Musical, um, Smart House, like, like, kind of on the cusp of, yeah, just kind of gearing toward kind of what we know now. But, but I did, I, I think like one time it was on TV and I, I watched it 
because nothing else was on and I liked it but again it, like I, it was just vaguely familiar until I watched it again today and <laughs> I was like oh yeah yeah is wow. is Eric Von Detten is he still doing stuff <laughs> the only thing I've seen Eric yeah. Von Detten out of like most recent was like a Law and Order episode Kennedy's face uh, looks of uh, bewilderment and shock uh, I mean, yeah, I found Halloween Town slash fiction. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, read it up. Uh, are, are we doing this all episode? Are we yeah, just... no, that, oh, that's God. the bit this episode. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what fan fiction we really need? The one between. <laughs> uh, oh, Chad and Troy? Between Chad and what's his name in High School Musical? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we do. We need no, that, yeah. no, Chad yeah, yeah. and Sharpay's brother, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the one we need. Uh, to answer your question, uh, Aaron, uh, he Eric von um, Den was in Toy Story as Sid. Really? He was also on oh, one episode of yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I think I just Airbender. heard that in the podcast. Actually, don't he was also on the short-lived TGIF sitcom Odd Man Out. Uh, all right, here, here. Yep. Read us that spice. Kenny. Also, Josh from Princess the Diaries. The dog is barking. Never forget. And it's making. I would prefer that we have good sound. That's fair. I don't think he's gonna stop barking. Sure. Is it the mailman? Male Honestly, person. Leo barks at everything. Hold yeah, on he's that type of dog. Uh, maybe <laughs> I could just send, it, give it to someone else, and I can go deal with the dog. I've read one. Someone else should have some fun. Yeah, who wants to read? I'll read it. Okay. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Good luck. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I believe in you, buddy. Oh, he was, I'm not... in, he was in uh, The Princess Diaries. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I was looking up through his IMDb. That's what I just said. Friend, <laughs> let's, let's see here. Well, Aaron's gone. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Stop teasing right. us. Give us the spice. Oh, this is recently published as well. So, uh, <laughs> is Cal Barn? Okay. Titled July 13th, uh, 2019. <laughs> titled Halloween Candy. Ooh, I'm into it. All right. So, I'm going to do my best to sound as sexy as Kenny did it. But I'll try. Oh, dude, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I'll read it if no one else will. I want to know. Read, uh, no, I'll read oh, it. No. Um, it's got uh, a pretty not so good word. Um, just want to make sure everyone's cool with it. Uh, a C word is dropped. Just Ooh. let people know. Oh, maybe we can bleep that one. Okay. Um, uh, Olivia, is it okay that I say it? Let's bleep it. Okay. I'll just bleep it out. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, let's let's uh, yeah, I, let's I just read the first paragraph. We got a hard scene, so I'm not episode. gonna. I'm just gonna bleep that out. <laughs> Good call. All right, here we go. <clears throat> she knows it's bad, but there's nothing Aggie likes more than Calabar's silver tongue against her bleep. Her grandchildren would feel so betrayed if they knew. But Aggie's li liaisons with Calabar. Have been going on behind closed doors for years, long before Marnie ever set foot in Halloween Town. <laughs> she won't pretend what she has with Calabar is love. The truth is, she's using him <laughs> for his body, for his connections, for the orgasms which wreak havoc on her body every time they go to bed. She's long suspected that Calabar has more magical ability than he lets you on. You go, girl. <laughs> There's a certain spark to her orgasm when she's with him that isn't there with anybody else. An electrifying touch. 
that sizzles over her body. <laughs> a sensation that kisses her skin and leaves her shaking from the thrill. She can't tell if he enhances their encounters consciously or if it comes natural to him. And she doesn't particularly care. She wants his tongue against her clit, his <laughs> lips on her inner thigh, his teeth on the vulnerable expanse of her neck. She wants to run her fingers through his hair, to put her hands on, on the hard planes of his stomach, to swallow <laughs> his bleep as far as he, she can. He tastes so sweet, she thinks, like Halloween candy. <laughs> Oh, this is wonderful. I love this. Like, like Halloween candy after a long night of trick-or-treating. Like caramel apples, like mulled cider, like home. I'm gonna... Okay, I'll finish the end. And then he kisses her and tastes himself on her lips and he whispers, Let's go again. Hell yeah, that's the one I'm after, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, for uh, real. I, I am. I gotta read the tags Give this that you can the find this on in archive of our own.org. I am uh, sweating. That sure. was hot. <laughs> the tags are oral sex, mm-hmm. blowjobs, yep. Calabar's silver tongue, ficklet, which I just learned is a small piece of fan fiction. And the other tag, this is all one tag. Look, I'm sorry, but Debbie Reynolds is hot and this needed to be done. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that... Damn. I thought that you the, meant the other the... C word. That's why I was like, I was like. Clit? No, no, the other C word. The not the, the C word. Yeah, not, not yeah the that C one is that at the very. That mentioned. one is in the. Uh, oh, okay. That one summary. was in there. Okay, that, that's yeah. in the the summary um, of of this, <laughs> and it goes beginning? in more. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, no, Clint. Clint is is you know that's, no, okay, that's I was a, that's, like the other. I was like the other one. I was like, oh, no, but I the other one was like, yeah, that's that. that's that that's that's <laughs> not okay. Very good, James. Thank you, thank you. Uh, There's a decomber. Uh, we 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 got weird. We yeah, it's decomber. It's what you do. Uh, in Calabar's Revenge. I mean, come on. Uh, anyway, there's a <laughs> yeah, and there's a character <laughs> in there named BJ or Beej. Yeah, the movie we're talking about is Brian. Yeah, he's on uh, Team Exploit. Oh, there is. Does not have an E. No. Oh, it didn't. No. It's X-Blad? X-Blades? It's X-Blads. So, <laughs> uh, in Bollinger, Ohio, uh, as you know, to, to Hilltown, uh, in 2003, we had a skate park that was called X-Scape. Very close to X-Blade. Um, so, I, I thought of that immediately when I saw their team name. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember X-Scape. It was cool. I uh, Did you one have time jerk like jerk skate groups. Yeah, well, one time a BMXer <laughs> ran into me and full on hit me with his bike, and I went like s- sliding like I full on like just imagine a deer getting hit by a car. That was me. I was the deer, and the BMXer was the car, and I just like Oof. yeah, Kenny. Was the skate park just the dip in between the two hills? Yeah, yeah, it's a very, it's a very big park. Yeah, it's what we call the valley now. That's what that's what my suitors say about my. The lioness is really coming out tonight. Why is this the most erotic episode of our podcast? Because the one that is meant Val. Bring about we're bringing that palpable sexual this, tension. I, I was super, this movie is for children was, more than any other film that we have covered. Oh, Val and so, Brink wanted to fuck so bad. Maybe Luck of the Irish and Pixel Perfect. They wanted to fuck so bad. Oh we my god, Magic yes Mike you were. We did Magic XXL 
and Dude, Fifty Shades of Grey, and we did not go this far. <laughs> yeah, that one was like, but it really, what about the po- sexual politics of it? How are we honoring women? Yeah. And this one is just like, but what if Val just like jizzed all over Brink's gut? He wanted it. They both wanted it. Don't you I, lie. I complained how far Washington State was to Seattle and in Fifty Shades of Grey, but I... And but this one, read- we're like, I, I bet you could, I bet you could probably fit just like the inline skate part in Peter's ass. We talked. Like, to- you could probably just do that. Even our- yes, yeah. we were talking about empowerment Even and stuff of like male gays. We talked about that erotic dance. Oh, that dance. pool scene was hot. I don't care what. <laughs> and I read says. Halloween Town <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> I mean, it's Calabar. Come on, you call all it's Calabar, baby. What the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> well, it's like nine months into the quarantine. We're all horny. It's. Let's uh... <laughs> not open that book. Uh, you can go back to every episode. Okay, isolate that back. sound and put it at the beginning of the episode. That that should be easy to do, right, Aaron? That that'll take like yeah, thirty that's... minutes. Uh, listen, I'm just telling the truth, y'all. Oh uh, the, man, the boys are back. This... <laughs> man, let, let, let's talk about the misogyny hey, in this movie. Yeah, that's a boys. good transition. Let's let's talk. Yes. Oh man, I I was uh, like just at first I was like I when who was it was it Jordy or was it Pete that made the the guys remark like in the beginning. I think it's Peter. Okay. I think it was Peter. Okay, so when Peter says that, um, and she's just like, "Hey, like you know, I'm here," and I go, "Oh, that was kind of." Okay, you know, I was just like, well, that was kind of odd, right? It kind of was just like a little flag. But then it just got worse and worse as um, when she, when Gabriella comes to school in a dress and the guys are like, whoa, you know, it just, it just plays up to that stereotype that women who are athletic and who just prefer to, you know, not dress up what society construes as feminine um it just gives up the like it just it just plays up to that stereotype that like athletic athletic women can't be feminine or just i just didn't like that whole spiel um whatsoever but then the worst is i think like whenever val talks down to gabriella there's another exchange though um and it's not misogyny per se but it's yeah definitely the xenophobia when he's like we'll go back to mexico or whatever, and she's like, uh, yeah. it's Peru, actually, or something like that. I just, uh, I know, again, it was late 90s, but it just, SMH. Yeah, just to think that they could get away with it, but I, I think you kind of hit it on the head when when it was like, especially how they built up to it. They were like, did you hear about Gabby? Yeah, she okay? Oh, it's the worst thing ever. And then, like, she gets off the bus, and it's just her in a dress. Like, who? gives a shit it's the first day of school like it's what why is it seen like such a terrible thing that she's lost her skater identity because she wears a dress yeah well i mean that that's the whole thing is like they identify their whole selves as skaters at least that's i think one of the points they're trying to make and that's why the dad has the speech with brink it's like it's just what you do it's not who you are not defending the dumb misogyny in this film but i think that's what they're trying to you know go after because yeah, i think it goes there's a lot of that too like especially uh because val kind of says also i'm not gonna have a strawberry milkshake do i look like a girl at something like the best I don't, I don't care strawberry yeah strawberry's the, the shit dude i love it i will Speaking fight anyone my milkshake still brings all the boys to the yard <laughs> It's a decom. Why is this the horny episode? I told you, nine months of quarantine, we're horny. You want to satisfy that thirst? That sex thing. Anyway, strawberry milkshakes are the best, along with strawberry ice cream. Uh, Absolutely. Nope. I I just I just like that. 
I mean, I don't mean it as a sex thing. I just want Speaking strawberry of, like, ice cream. Speaking of ice cream flavors, yeah, this movie is uh, just going again back with uh, to the lack of diversity. Like this, the cast is very vanilla. Like it just, yeah, it just bothered me so much. Like I'm glad they they had two uh, minority characters um, given. Like a few lines were given, but like, come on, like, yeah, do better again. Walter Jones should have been Brink. That's all I'm saying. That would have been awesome. It would have been great. Yeah. Because Walter Jones is amazing. I did Zach. love, I mean, I did love how, like, Gabriella was was portrayed as, like, this really, like, dope skater, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked that. I just didn't like the whole, um, just how they responded to her, you know, like, wearing the dress and, and heels. Like, oh, you're going to go, mm-hmm. like, all day wearing those? You know, that's what I didn't like. Yeah. Like, if you, you sacrifice that like, for me. Yeah. I mean, if Whoa. you, if you, um, you know, if you identify as, as a woman and you like to dress in a way that's not con- uh, what society calls feminine, like, good for you. Go do that. But, like, yeah. this movie yeah. didn't do, like, a really, like, just did very poorly with that. that yeah. I did like, however, that she wasn't, like, a girlfriend to anyone. Oh, I loved that, too. Yeah. I yeah, love that too. Like there was no like romance plot, which is nice and like really refreshing to see it's like, oh yeah, people can just be friends. That's it. No one and necessarily has to bone. Well But Val <laughs> Val and Brink wanted to fuck so hard. What I didn't like with her character is you could clearly tell she was probably the best skater of their group. Like clearly. Like she she jumped off a truck. And managed to like stay in the lead. Like yeah, that was awesome. She scraped her arm. And the one too. time that, yeah, and she scraped the hell out of her arm, dude. And like, she even like, the the one like contest that they show of her, she like comes like right behind Val. Like she's just like that's like the only time we kind of get a glimpse of her, like skill in action and like put to the test. And I was like, that kind of sucks because like even when they did like the side by side. Um, race, you know, because they put earthworms in his sandwich because that's how high school worked. And <clears throat> like, she clearly outskates the other guy. And like, we don't talk about it. Like, that is so much more of a, a better story that Disney had in front of them. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. It should, this movie should have been either about her or about Boomer, who is Walter Jones. Right? Yeah. Okay. Walter Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, it was I don't know. I I just this this movie was frustrating in the fact that it's just like women women can't just be taken seriously as athletes. It's super annoying. Like I think like it's starting to come around cuz I think like on a lot of sports shows a lot of people are like agreeing like, "Hey, who's the best athlete of all time?" Oh, Usually it's Michael sucks. Jordan in second. And, or Tom Brady in second and third with Michael Jordan. And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> Serena Williams is the best athlete who has ever walked this Yes. Earth. Yes to that. Like, without a doubt. And, like, we take her seriously. And, like, people still mock her. I think one of my favorite interviews ever is, is Marshawn Lynch. He's, like, a very successful running back. And uh, they have him do, like, other sports things or, like, other extreme things. And, and he's been, like, on Bear grills and he's trying to survive it. And they were like, hey, would you be willing to play tennis against Serena Williams? But she's like super pregnant. And he was like, no, that's an unfair advantage. And they were like, why? We can wait till she's not pregnant. And he was like, no, because it's Serena Williams. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to do a tennis match against Serena Williams. That's not, that's stupid. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's 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 really annoying that you could have had that conversation in 1998. But they didn't. Yeah. They did. They did also address topics of going back to the daddy issues. Like in the beginning, the dad is like, "I don't get why he's just so happy all the time. Like he should just be like normal." You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. And then I and just, then it flips later. Like, why is he sad all the time? I mean, that dad is just a funny in, the daddy in general. It's Whenever like, your son comes man, to him, it's like, "Dad, fuck off. There's a way yeah. to make money off uh. of my passion right now." And I am also in high school, and there is a professional inline skating team that is willing to have me. And it's like, no. Like, yeah, like that's 
That's crazy. He just really likes control. He he's a control freak. Yeah. But the thing is too, like, there are definitely those parents out there who are want to control every millisecond of their children's lives. Yeah. And don't really treat them like people, but like uh James, I don't know. Something you else. You're crying blood <laughs> they right want to control okay? just an extension of themselves. <laughs> I just I'm very uh passionate about uh good parenting and how it should be represented and not this. He's not still like this. he's still moved by the calabar. <laughs> it was so hot. Okay, y'all. It was just steamy. Hard. Got me I, going. I, I think what was really um hard for me to watch this movie is cause the night before <laughs> um I watched Step Brothers and uh it reminded whenever he has the heart to heart with Brink, I just kept thinking at the end of the movie when his dad has a heart to heart and he's like, and I wanted to be a dinosaur and he starts like <laughs> making his arms real little. How are we getting <laughs> Richard Jenkins an Oscar? And it just kind of ruined that special moment for me. So that was my bad. That was Yo, and yeah, the, the, the uh, uh, what was it? I'm probably going to say this wrong, but one of the moves in this movie is like they tried to master the vert. I am quite the master at the vert. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nine months into the quarantine, we're all very horny. I'm so it's just sorry, a disclaimer. Listeners. <laughs> Speaking of disclaimers, let me read this disclaimer for the Rotten Tomatoes game. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom da boom boom splat. The Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a survey of how many people liked it. As with all of the movies so far this month for Decomber, we only have one score in a three-way head-to-head-to-head for control of the podcast out of 4,708 audience reviews. Starting with uh, Mr. Salinas. What do you think the approval rating is for? Brink! I'm going to say 72. 72%. Why 72? I think people liked it. I I think people... It's not a big... It's not a big number of reviews, but I, I think the folks who did show out, they showed up. Oh, uh, Miss Suarez, do you agree with Aaron's thesis? Do you disagree? Do you just want to hit Aaron? What do you want? So I like legit was going to say 73. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. For Aaron's reasoning, but plus one. <laughs> sure. Oh. And of course, we come to the captain of the USS Anime himself, Mr. Fight. Uh, I'm a number appeared in my head, and that number was sixty-eight percent, because much oh. like much like the sexual tension in this film, it's not quite there. <laughs> it's just close enough to give you that wanting more. Well, Olivia. You are closest if we were playing by prices right rules because everyone is actually under. Whoa. The correct answer is 76%. Oh, damn. So I still. Olivia, you were on the brink of being correct. Uh, But much like Val, you're just a stone cold loser, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So no one won because we all went under. Uh, Is that a bad place Uh, to be, though? Hey, <laughs> hey, Brink Listen, doesn't think so. I, I, I'm okay with it. All right. And uh, uh, there, everyone followed the rules this time. There's uh, nothing there. This is bit probably gonna die. I'm sorry, what You're was right, that? Kenny, I should do. I should donate. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's what you think is fair, I mean, yeah, you can absolutely donate thirty dollars. People this is weird. We why isn't he? Donate. Why isn't he having me donate? Why? Yeah, I don't trust this trap. Anyway, okay, Aaron, but... you don't need to make it into a big deal. Just donate the thirty bucks. Oh my god! 
That's weird gaslighting. Anyway, <laughs> no. uh, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. James, gaslighting doesn't exist. That's yeah, not a thing that people say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rock and theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. We're, we just got added to Pandora. Um have suggestions questions comments or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod send it our way visit us on instagram twitter or facebook at shamewash pod so we can talk with you finally you can contribute to our patreon at patreon.com slash same shame watch i've been talking too many to- too much today uh it does cost money to put out superb content like this fairy pod so even a one dollar donation can make a huge difference Kenny. Yes. Yes, King. What's that $10 level? Well, James, at the Midwest tier, which Mm -hmm. is emblazoned by your beautiful cartooned visage, you you. get a monthly picture of one of our hosts' feet, Mm -hmm. as well as a nice haiku written either by Aaron or James, along with all the other perks available on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Olivia, what's up that $7 level? Behind the scenes content. That's right. Yes, Hell yeah. Plus everything in the lower tiers. Aaron, what's at that $5 level? $5 cash money. Shameful. Is going to be our pre show bits. Ever wonder what we talk about before the podcast? Well, now you don't have to wonder anymore. And then at the $2 level, you get to listen to our. Uh, lovely host Olivia Suarez on Shame Watch TV, currently reviewing The Bachelorette. Uh, and you get to listen to our movie marathons and our commentaries. And we read your name on the podcast. And Olivia's taking that over because I can't read. Olivia, take it away. All right. We've got Kenny Madison of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Heraclio Gonzalez. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. College graduate Miranda Suarez. Congratulations, Miranda, of San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger. Of Oklahoma City, OK. Abel Acuna. Of Austin, Texas. The Consave. Of Stephenville, Texas. Holly Cuomo. Of Austin, Texas. Rebecca Trejo. Of the H de la H. Irvin Castellanos. Of Austin, Texas. And Duran. Of Buda, Texas. Olivia, do you want to say the end line? Or do you want me to? You can say it. Okay. Until next time. Wait, 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 wait. James, <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Nanya. Nanya podcast. Perfect. Until next time. Wait, 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 wait. That's how it all starts. You start doing something for love. Then you start doing it for money. And before you know it, you're just another podcaster. I, that's true. Uh, until next time. Our wait, has- wait, God. wait. Aaron, I'm trying to end it for you, man. And then he kisses her. And he tastes himself on her lip. Oh, my God. And he whispers... Let's go podcast. (laughs) Okay, that was worth it. That was a good one. That was worth it. Uh, Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. I'm just saying, Brink and Val should have banged. If this was an HBO show, they would have. Oh, with their skates on, too. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Their skates would have been clinking. (laughs) 